the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I didn't get to take in the entire Field of Dreams game last night from Dyersville, Iowa. I got home about 8.15, turned it on, and loved it. Uh, I have since seen highlights of the early going where I missed the players and Kevin Costner walking out of the corn in center field. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there was a Major League Baseball game played last night between the Chicago White Sox and New York Yankees on a field adjacent to the ball field built in the middle of a cornfield in Dyersville, Iowa, that served as the backdrop for the movie Field of Dreams. I'm not really sure when Field of Dreams was a movie. I'm going to guess late 90s, starring Kevin Costner. And it was a kind of a fantasy-type movie. There were, you know, ghosts from the past and things like that. 1989? Wow. It was a great movie. Except my wife last night when I said, hey, hon, come here, watch, look at the field. There's the original field. Then they built this huge corn maze next to it with the Major League Baseball logo was, you know, what the corn formed. Then the actual field where they built bleachers for 8,000 people and they had a big scoreboard in center field, corn in the outfield. My wife said, wow, that's a really cool field. But the movie was boring. Now, Aaron, did you see the movie? I did. Do you think the movie's boring? Uh, I mean, it's been not so a fan long. of the movie. I, I mean, I like it, but I think it's it's it has a slow pace. I don't know if that's. I guess I could see it could be boring to some. Yeah, I guess if you. I mean, don't love baseball. The Terminator's not in it. No, the Terminator's not in it. There are no metal, <laughs> melting metal police robots in Field of Dreams. Just voices from baseball players who are. Half ghost and half man. but So I'm watching this game, and it seemed odd to me that the Fox announcers, Joe Buck and John Smoltz, were interviewing the White Sox relief pitcher, uh, what's his name, Liam Henderson? Or Liam something. Liam something. He's an Aussie. They're interviewing him in the middle of the game. Ah, he's yucking it up. He's a good old boy. Liam Hendricks, yeah. Got the old shrimp on the Barbie thing going, kind of. And at that point in time, the White Sox were comfortably ahead. And I thought, well, this guy's probably not going to get in the game. Well, lo and behold, he gets in the game in the ninth inning. And it's 7-4, to four, White Sox over the Yankees. And Liam Hendricks comes in, and he proceeds to forget how to throw a strike. And then he remembered how to throw a strike, except he forgot you don't throw a fastball strike to Aaron Judge. Or John Carlos Stanton, both of whom took him into the cornfield. So now the Yankees are ahead eight to seven. 
And I'm thinking, well, the lesson of this is don't do the raucous mid-game interview until you actually do your job, Liam Hendricks. So the Yankees closer comes in. He gives up a walk. And I'm sitting there on my couch watching this. And John Smoltz no sooner says, this is an interesting matchup here of a low ball hitter and a low ball pitcher. And I thought to myself, he's going to hit this out of the park. And sure enough, the next pitch, the guy hits a home run, walk off, White Sox win 9-8, scoreboard explodes. It was a Hollywood ending. Major League Baseball could not have drawn up a more riveting, exciting, wacky, memorable game for its once-in-a-season game at Field of Dreams. It was the highest-rated Major League Baseball game in the regular season in 16 years. Did you see the end, Aaron, or did you just duck in and duck out? Uh, I, I saw like images and some clips from it, but I didn't watch the game live. Didn't hold your interest. Hmm. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. And they'll do it again next year. They won't get a game that good. They will not get a game that good. Now, speaking of somebody who has game, are you following this Jeopardy phenomenon, Matt Amodio? He's an Ohio State grad and a Medina County native. He won his 17th straight game of Jeopardy Thursday night. His total it went to Ohio State. Yeah, his total last night was 42400 He's now won almost $550,000. He's number three all-time in Jeopardy winnings behind James Bettedall Holzhauer, $2.4 million, and Ken Jennings, $2.5 million. So Amodio has a ways to go before he gets to either of those two chaps. Uh, Here's his quote. He says, the show's had so many brilliant people on it, I'm honored to be thought of as even close to them. Well, pump the brakes there. Champ, I don't think you are being thought of as close to them because you've only won like 20% of what they've won. So hold up. He will play tonight in the season finale of the show against a woman from Chicago and a man from Houston, Texas. If he wins again, he'll be back on the show September the 13th, which will be one day after the NFL season starts. Aaron, do you know what next Friday is? What? Start of the high school football season. Oh, wow, Central yeah. The start of the high school football season, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the top games in Central Ohio next week involving two local teams will be, let me see, Olentangy Orange at Hilliard Darby, Reynoldsburg at UA, and then we have two of the three Westerville schools playing. I'm not sure who's where, but uh, it is uh, North and Westerville Central are playing next week. A lot of teams are playing way out of the area. Uh, So we'll see how that one goes. Now, I have a flight out of here on Labor Day weekend. My father-in-law is being honored in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. My wife and I are going out there to uh, see him honored by the college for which he served many, uh, many years. We are scheduled to fly. Aaron, am I going to be able to fly without a vaccine passport on Labor Day weekend, do you think? Oh, it's, you know, so you're talking like three weeks? Uh, I is think it three, so. Is it three weeks? Yeah, I guess it is. I think so. You think, I think I'll think be so. able to fly without a vaccine passport? Yes. 
Not without a mask. No, not without a mask. But without a passport, yes. Maybe. Uh, the Biden administration, according to the Daily Wire, is discussing the possibility of mandating vaccines for interstate travel. They could do that. They could do that. They're in charge of the airways. While they have not decided yet to adopt the measure, it is still possible such a mandate could be coming. AP reports White House officials say Biden wanted to initially operate with restraint. (laughs) Is this the guy who's spending money like it's going out of style? That's a good one. White House officials say Biden wanted to initially operate with restraint to ensure that Americans were ready for the strong arming from the federal government. Huh? There's no bridge to... You have to be vaccinated to fly. That's a big-time change. That's a restriction of freedom. There's no, like, coaxing that one past the people. No Friday afternoon news dump will bury that one. By the way, how would they execute that? I guess after midnight? They couldn't even do that. There's some flights that leave after midnight local time. Ah, yeah. Up up until midnight, you got you're okay with just a mask, no vaccine. But after midnight, you got to have a vaccine. How many people that strand across the United States of America? So they kind of think that they've made baby steps toward this mandating a vaccine to fly by requiring federal workers to report their vaccination status by requiring the military to get vaccinated. Like, people will just automatically assume, ah, I don't work for the government, I'm not in the military, but you know what? They're probably going to take away my freedom to fly from one state to another. Nobody's making that leap. Nobody is drawing that conclusion. Although, with the way Democrats think, I mean, nothing will surprise me. Nothing will surprise me. Uh, The administration acknowledges that mandating vaccines for interstate travel uh, is an aggressive measure. Oh, is that what it is? An aggressive measure? Uh, I would call it an unconstitutional measure, actually. Probably not unconstitutional, but it's certainly un-American. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's very inconvenient if you can't get someplace within a day's drive to require people to be vaccinated in order to get on an airplane. What is he going to, of course he's going to subsidize the airlines. I know this will cause grave concern among our airlines, but don't worry. We'll write you a big check. Now, can I go back and watch Matlock? Mm. Joe Biden. Apparently this Grandview crossing development on Dublin road is soon to become the latest area of Columbus to feature what they are calling a food hall. Aaron, do you know what a food hall is? I'd never heard the term before today. Uh, what? A 22,000-square-foot food hall. Or is the dispatch printed a foot hall? I don't think that's very appetizing. No, it's a food hall. Kind of like a food court. Yeah, it's like a food court under Mm -hmm. a big canopy Mm -hmm. with one restaurant as the anchor. North Market would be considered a food hall. Uh, Bridge Park would be considered a food hall. Well, that doesn't really fill the description that I just gave you. The Center Street Market in Hilliard 
the East Market in the Trolley District, because I have no idea where that is, and the Bubbly Hall in New Albany. Well, the East Market, the reason I have no idea where it is is because it hasn't opened yet. Trolley District, that's got to be downtown somewhere. Short North, maybe? So they're bringing one to Dublin Road. It's called Grandview Crossing. Um, Late winter, early spring, 2023. This does not seem mask-friendly. This does not seem non-vaccinated friendly. They better hope that uh, Joe Biden gets tired of inter, uh, you know, intruding on our freedoms by then before that bad boy opens. Otherwise, there'll be nobody there. Hard to eat with a mask on. Uh, so that is what's going on on the lighter side of the news, uh, which we like to bring you at 630 every night. But starting Monday, when will that be, kids? It'll be at 1230 because, of course, the show will air. From 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday, Bruce Hooley Show moves Monday here on The Answer. Well, there are a lot of conservatives who are very upset with Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett. She had the power to help students from Indiana University block the school's vaccine mandate. Instead, she denied their motion for emergency relief. Now, one factor in this has not been mentioned. Amy Coney Barrett taught at Notre Dame. Is it possible she just shares with me a disdain for Indiana University? And if this had been any other school, she might have been able to be more legally objective? I suppose maybe I just invented that in my own mind. But that is a disappointing ruling. Uh, There have been times already that all three justices appointed by Donald Trump have let us down on conservative issues. Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, and now Amy Coney Barrett. Certainly I would prefer they be on the court than had Hillary Clinton been able to appoint people to the court. We'd have got more Ruth Bader Ginsburg's. But that's a regrettable ruling uh, by Amy Coney Barrett. Now, to our south in Kentucky, I told you earlier this week, uh, Democratic Governor Andy Bashir has reinstituted a mask mandate for schools in the Commonwealth. Uh, he is getting challenged at the Supreme Court by Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, who is a Republican. Uh, Kentucky did the same thing that Ohio's General Assembly did. They used their veto override in the state government to nix an earlier statewide mass mandate by Andy Bashir, which uh, declared a state of emergency, and they ended that. So now uh, the AG's contention in Kentucky is that Andy Bashir does not have this authority. And we will see if he is right. I hope so, because those kids shouldn't have to wear a mask. I shared with you earlier in the show, the one study that I could find says that masks really don't make any difference. And that was surgical masks. The difference between a surgical mask, blocking droplets, and a cloth mask is significant. And the infection rate was not statistically significant in that the mask really did anything of consequence in helping to um, keep kids as safe as people want to think they are, but in fact, uh, they are not. 
Now, this surprised me a bit. I don't feel like, Aaron, do you feel like Columbus is growing by leaps and bounds? I probably would have said that at one point. Um, but when I hear now that it's one of the fastest growing cities still, I, I, I don't know. I gauge whether we're a fast growing city or not by, is it harder for me to get around? I mean, I don't gauge it by rush hour, but I just gauge about, you know, can I get where I want to go? Or do I deal with a lot of the things that I've dealt with before when I've lived in a big city like Miami, Florida? I still feel like Columbus is very easy to get around. So I don't feel like it's growing by leaps and bounds. But the numbers say that it is. According to the U.S. uh, Census Bureau, Ohio uh, had very slight growth from 2010 to 2020. uh, 2.3% jump in population. That's less than 12,000 people, which for growth rate, places us 45th among the 50 states. But Columbus grew at a pace that very few cities can approach. We gained over 118,000 people in 10 years? A 15% growth in 10 years? That doesn't feel like, I'm not experiencing that. But certainly the numbers are right. We dwarf the growth of growth of any other city in Ohio. Cincinnati grew 4%. We grew 15 uh, A lot of cities are down. Cleveland down 6%. Lima down 8%. Youngstown 10%. Springfield down 3 Dayton 25 So as far as counties go, Franklin County grew 12%. Union County grew 17%. Union County, that makes sense. That's Marysville, Honda-driven. Delaware County, fastest-growing county in the state, grew 18.6%. Only five of Ohio's counties grew. Um, And all of those counties are, all but one, are counties that touch Franklin County, contiguous to Franklin County. So, I guess when I think about the proliferation of Big time, well, they look big time to me anyway. The sprawling number of apartment condo complexes around the city, like with the golf simulators and the pools and the fitness centers, it seems like everywhere I look, these are springing up everywhere. Is that a, what's the class of people after millennials? Gen Zers? Is that Gen Z? Ah, uh, I don't know what comes first, Gen X or Gen Z. But do you do you sw- do you share with me this kind of like wow another one? I mean they're everywhere. Yeah, they're all over. Well, it, like you were saying, Delaware County eighteen percent growth. That means for every four apartments now there needs to be five. For every four homes now there needs to be five. Yeah, and it's it's pretty fast. We've got a definite housing shortage in Central Ohio. People are looking for homes. Some of that's the eviction moratorium. I would assume there are a lot of people renting who cannot be evicted from their homes. Not that there's like a mass number coming, but that'll certainly help the real estate market. If uh, people who aren't paying their rent can be evicted from their homes, it'll put more homes on the market. Now, again, the show moves to 11 a.m. Monday. One thing that does not change, your opportunity to sit in with, get to know, and have a good little getaway via the Terrific Talkers VIP experience. Yes, you get to meet your favorite Salem Media host in person. It's sponsored by Fire and Ice Heating and Air Conditioning. 
Dinesh D'Souza, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Eric Metaxas, Dennis Prager, and Bruce Hooley. Now, if you're a grand, what you do is you go to 98.9 The Answer, you pick the host you want to visit with, you enter your name in there, you can do it once a day, and there are some bonus ways to enter as well. You can enter every day. Three more days, though, today, oh. tomorrow, and Sunday, and that's it. Uh, better get it done, then. Uh, the, you, if you are the grand prize winner, and we'll have a grand prize winner for every host, correct? Yeah, there's going to be eight, eight people are going to win these trips. Yeah. Uh, you'll fly to the host's city where they do their show. We'll get... You'll get three nights hotel accommodations. You'll, of course, meet the host, sit in on an hour of their program, and you'll get a $250 Visa gift card. Now, I heard the other day on the Dennis Prager show that if you get an hour Zoom call with Dennis Prager, it's twenty-five grand. Wow. All that money goes to Prager U. You can put as many people on the Zoom call as you now, want. I'll do it with someone for $2,500. <laughs> but... Uh, this is pretty cool. Dinesh is in Houston. Uh, Larry Elder's part of this. He's in L.A. Mike Gallagher, New York or Tampa. Seb Gorka, Hugh Hewitt in Washington. Charlie Kirk in Phoenix. Uh, Prager is in L.A. And uh, you would not get flown to Columbus, nor would you get three days hotel accommodations. But you might get lunch. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.